you're listening to the Omega Church Sermon of the Week. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to stay up to date with our latest teachings and feel free to reach out to us via our Facebook page or website. As you listen to this message, we pray God will reveal himself to you in a fresh way. Hallelujah. Let's praise him again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's good. Awesome. Last night, I'm still bowled over by what God did for us in our midst. We praise God for what he has done. And we'll dwell deep into the word again. Um, like I was struggling a bit with time. Like last night, we went home around 11 o'clock and <laughs> it was... <laughs> We tried to pray and then sleep. In the morning, I got up again, tried to pray a while. I didn't even have time to go through the notes that I wrote down two days ago. But God is with us. He will speak to us through his word. So 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world. Everybody say the word. Do not love the world. Now, is it a suggestion or a command? Command. It's very clear, isn't it? It's a command. So that command comes with grace, basically. It's not easy not to love the world. Why? Because we are in the world. We are in the world. It's difficult to come out of it. That It's not so easy to come out of it. So it, it requires God's grace not to love the world. It requires God's grace to not love the world. The love of the world and love for the Father are antithetical. What I mean is they're opposite to each other. If you have one, other will disappear. When you love the world, God's love for God disappears. When you love God, then love for the world disappears from our soul, from our heart. So this is very, very important for us to understand. They cannot coexist. Is it possible or impossible to practice this one? It is possible with God's grace. It is possible with God's grace. We have to understand what is this loving the world means. Only then we will be able to know how to stop loving the world. The world is used in different senses in, in, the, in the Bible. It is used many, many, many times in the, in the Bible. But it has got different meanings. Sometimes it refers to the whole humanity, the, all the people. When, when you use John 3.16, God so loved the world, he's not talking about mountains and hills and valleys and ravines. He's not talking about that. He's talking about the people he created in his own image. He stamped the humanity with his image. And that's, who, that's whom he loves. He loves the world. That's one of the, one of the meanings of the word, word world, is the people. And another sense, I mean, there are many, I'm not going to dwell on all of them, but one more, the world is the system that runs the world, the business in the world. Whatever is happening, all the activity, there's a system behind it, there's a power behind it, and that is running the whole world. And that is what he's referring to here. And to simplify what this world stands for, he uses three different words, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. He has, he has divided into three different, neatly different things. But this is not anything new he's talking about. It is the same thing that was in the Garden of Eden that devil used to trip Eve to commit, make her commit sin. Was this anything different? No. 
and you know this trick has worked for devil for thousands of years why will he change it today for you he will not change it for you he will use it on you again how when he tempted eve he said look at the fruit first first he said, did god say that you cannot eat fruit from any tree of the garden he said no no god said you can eat but from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil you cannot eat and not even touch it she added something more than what god told and one of the times i told you in one of the messages what the devil would have done you know that tree was accessible to devil that tree was accessible to eve but was accessible to adam but that eating from the tree will not benefit the devil because he is already condemned is not going to change him by eating it he is not going to live forever it's not going to change him so he must have just jumped on the tree crawled all over see i have touched it i am crawling it i am hugging the tree nothing is happening to you nothing happening to me nothing will happen to you by touching this tree by eating this tree you know he wanted to disprove eve he would have done all that crawling all over the tree and he would have even said now i have demonstrated to you now you can reach out and touch this fruit and then she looked at it what a beautiful sight she said it is nice to eat nourishing and so what did she do she reached out her hand and ate it lust of the eyes it is not anything new when jesus was on in the flesh walking on the earth what did the devil try to when the, there was a temptation that you talk about in matthew 4 and luke 4 what did he do when he was hungry after 40 days of fasting he said if you are son of god turn this stone into bread you know the round stones the brownish like they were looking like more like a bread than stone so he says okay these stones look like bread but i say if you are son of god turn turn this into bread turn the stones into bread it is appealing to your flesh appealing to your survival every business deal that goes on in the world is based on this principle only every deal in the business in the world is based on this lust of the flesh they want more and more and more and more everything most of the businesses want to evade tax because they want to re- become rich lust of the eyes lust of the flesh pride of life everything these are the three things that dominate the whole world these are the three that dominate the whole world things of the world are not bad in themselves but attitude determines whether it's good or bad what is wrong about bread nothing is wrong about bread is it wrong for the son of god to turn can he not turn the stone into bread he can but by doing it he will be listening to the voice of god obeying the devil so he says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god i tell you the word of god is very powerful when i was reading a book by martin lloyd jones he was quoting the scripture and when i read those words man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god suddenly my heart became warm and i knew that the holy spirit was ministering ministering to me this power in the word you know that saying it i can feel that heat in my stomach that is the holy spirit when you receive the word you will know it that the holy spirit is speaking to you 
How many of you felt the Holy Spirit in the worship this morning as you were singing? From the word go, I became warm inside. I said, oh God, thank you Holy Spirit for your presence here. No, that is how you need to become sensitive to his anointing and his presence. And as you enjoy, you'll receive more. As you thank him for that, it will increase. But that is different to yielding to the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That's a different kind of a lifestyle. So you, don't, you are not mastered by it. So all these things are involved. The basic thing in all the lust of the flesh, lust of the, pride, lust of the flesh and pride of life is rebellion against God and his rule. Basically, everything is rebellion against his God, God and his rule. We don't want his rule. We don't want his authority. We don't want his power. We don't want his kingdom in our lives. That is the essence of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. That's the essence of it. I want to give you two stories from the Old Testament to illustrate this more powerfully. Number one story is the story of Lot and his wife. When you go back home, you read the story. Genesis chapter 19. The angels of God visit Sodom and Gomorrah. And then they want to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, pouring out burning sulfur upon the city. That was determined by God already. And Abraham was interceding with God. Will you destroy the whole city? For the, even if there are 50 righteous people, God said no. 40, 45, no. 40, no. 30, no. He comes down to five people. If there are five righteous people, will you destroy? And God says, no, I will not destroy it. There are not even five people in the city. And then when, in, when the angels came, Lord receives them into the house as guests. But that night the people came and were banging on the door saying, let that people out. We want to have a relation with these people, meaning we want to have sex with that man, uh, guest. And he said, please don't do this kind of a wicked thing. Don't do this wicked thing. Don't do this wicked thing. I have daughters who are not married. If you want, I will let my daughters out for you. But they said, no, you are a stranger. You have come into the city and today you are dictating, ruling over us. We will deal with you more worse than with these strangers that have come into your house. And the angels of God reached out their hand and pulled Lot inside and shut the door and then struck them with blindness. And they went, all of them went blind. But they are groping in their blindness trying to find the door of the house. That is the wickedness of the heart. Have they learned any lesson when they are struck with blindness? They didn't. They are still going around looking for the door. And God said, Get your people out from the city. If you have anybody, bring them. Your brothers, sisters, your, your, your daughters, uh, people who are going to marry your daughters, gather them. And uh, they hardly, no one was listening to Lord's words. They were laughing at him. The city is going to burn down. They were laughing at him. Ultimately, when they leave the city, Lord and his wife and two daughters, the angels of God took them by hand and walked them out of the city. And he said, run now for your life. He said, oh, I can't run. Let me go to the nearest village. Have mercy on me. I cannot run. I'll be overtaken by your judgment. He says, okay, until you reach that place, I cannot do anything. So when they reached a place called Zohar, the angels of God brought the fire upon the city and burned down the city. But they were told, don't look back. Don't look back. And Lord's wife, she only looked back. And when she turned around, she turned into a pillar of salt. The lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, you cannot play with it. 
God doesn't do today turning people into pillars of salt everywhere. People do that. He's merciful God, dealing with us very gently, nicely, in love. He's dealing with us. But if only God was very strict as he was with Lot and his family, how many of us will be turned into pillar of salt today? How many of us will be turned into pillar of salt today? Many, many times we compromise because we want to do what our eyes want to do. We want to do what our flesh is desiring strongly inside. Or the pride of life, possessions, money, wealth, power. These are the things that determine the people's lives. And God says, I don't want any of these things. The kingdom of God is not based on these things at all. Then how do we then live? How can we overcome the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life? How can we overcome? I'll show you one man in the Old Testament who overcame it. That is Abraham. When Lot was captured by five kings, they came against and captured the people. And in that, Lot and his possessions, wife, wives, children, servants, animals, everything was taken away. One man escapes and comes running to Abraham and says, Oh, my master has been captured by these people. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you the news. Abraham, with his 300 men trained in his house, and a few other people, allies who are, who are in the region, he gathers them overnight and marches as far as, um, I think, Damascus or Syria, and overtakes the five kings and defeats them and takes back everything they have captured and were taking away. And is also recovered Lot and all his possessions. One man, Abraham, who is not a king, who is not a king, but was able to defeat five kings. Did Abraham say, now is the time I will start my empire, Abraham the dynasty. He didn't do that. Because he knew how to overcome the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And the kings who were before captive, taken captive by the five kings, they came to him and said, take all these possessions. Take all these possessions. And Abraham said, I will not touch anything. I will not touch anything. Lest you say, I made Abraham rich. He resisted the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I will only take what my men need. Because the other people who joined him, the allies, they will need their share. Let them have their share. But I will not touch anything. And after he won the victory, he gave tithe to the king of Salem. Where did he get the money from? He paid from his own resources. He did not say, I will rob Paul to pay the Peter. He didn't do that. He gave from what he had, not from what he defeated other kings and captured from them. He didn't do that. That is what it means to overcome the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That is how Abraham's style. And many hundreds of years later, great, great grandson of Abraham, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, overcame the devil again. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. In Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. Defeating Satan by the power of the word of God. It is written, he said. 
every time it's written that's the way you can overcome the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life when the word of god dominates your life that has a different power you can be a christian for 20 40 years knowing the bible but it has no power in your life because the word is not dominating you when the word dominates your life that's the time you will say it is written how can i do this job said i have made a covenant with my eyes not to lust after any virgin when you make covenant with god to obey the word of god it will rule your life and set you free it will set you free the word has power to set you free say to your neighbor the word has power to set you free when we make the material world and enjoying it as ultimate goal you cannot give first place to god the father jesus said the same same thing in the context of mammon and wealth you cannot serve both god and mammon at the same time you can't serve god and money at the same time you cannot serve both at the same time if you say i want money i want money i want money that you will have money but not god but when you say sometimes i want god and god can give money as he blessed abraham he can bless you you can have money but you have no attachment to money you can have servants under you but you have got no attachment to it you will not rule over them harshly look at the number of complaints amazon receives because of the way they treat their employees look at google the way they receive complaints like because they don't care for their employees look at apple and how they capture people and put them in for months together until they release the phone nobody can talk to their own family also because when they talk to the family they may let out the secrets about the new model so they are completely forbidden they rule they control why because they want to dominate they want to dominate look at the people today look at china look at us look at russia they want to go and mine the minerals on the moon and the mars why because they want to dominate that is how you become a slave to lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life single individual who has nothing can be overpowered by lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life and you can be the boss of a big kingdom a nation like china and russia or us or india any other country and still be overpowered by lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life no one is exempt but when you come to christ and identify yourself with christ and when you are dead with him when you are buried with him when you are raised up with him when the power of resurrection is flowing in you then you shall be conquerors you shall be conquerors you will conquer lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life when you are dead with christ and buried with him raised up with him new power will flow into you the power of christ when we replace god with the world idolatry comes when you remove god something has to take the place of god and money will take over power will take over the alexander the great he overcame many kingdoms his lifespan was only 10 years in 10 years 
he made history in the world even today we talk about alexander the great but the one who has overcome the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life is greater than alexander alexander the great if you overcome these things you are greater than alexander you are greater than genghis khan or anybody who has made a name in the history uh, in, in warring against different kingdoms and overpowering the kingdoms the desire the word you use desire is an intense deep longing for something all consuming desire it burns it motivates it propels every action of yours lust of the flesh lust of the, that, that when you desire lust of the flesh lust of the eyes it propels you it compels you it burns you it motivates you the word desire is used 38 times in the bible but in a good sense it's only used three times 35 times it is used in negative sense the desire i will give you two instances one luke chapter 22 was 15 jesus last supper before he goes to the cross he says to his disciples i have earnestly desired to eat this passover with you before i suffer with the longing i have longed with the longing i have longed to eat this last supper with you with the disciples why because he's going to lay down his life upon the cross as a lamb of god who takes your sin of the world and he desired because he is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world it is ingrained in him he is the lamb he cannot change his role that is determined before the foundation of the world and he came into the world devil cannot detract him devil cannot change his course of action devil cannot have an influence upon him to change his desire he cannot change his destiny that destiny is to lay his life upon the cross for you and me and he longed with a great longing to partake in the passover because he is going to carry the sins of the whole world away upon the cross that was the motivating factor and he partook in the slain lamb and he drank from the cup and he said i will not do so until i do so again in the kingdom of god so the communion that we have today is a symbol of victory the symbol of victory is not a symbol of defeat If you think I am going to be defeated tomorrow I am already defeated I am living in defeat tomorrow I am going to be defeated that's not for you But if you say I am going to be more than conqueror in Christ Jesus I am going to wage war against the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life that table is for you that communion is for you Why that invitation to be a conqueror When you partake in it you are actually saying in you are accepting the invitation to be a conqueror and in the epistle that is written uh, in the seven letters that uh, the lord dictates to apostle john in the book of revelation to every church he says to him who overcomes i will give to him who overcomes i will give to him who overcomes i will give that's the invitation for you to be more than a conqueror why do you want to compromise why do you want to compromise i tell you as you yield to the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life you are becoming a slave to it not a master over it because jesus said whoever you obey you are servant of that person you want to become millionaire it's not bad idea but when you yield to it it becomes your master when you want to become a prime minister or a president of a nation it's not bad but when that becomes a dominating desire in your heart and you will do anything to get it you are its servant not its master devil wants to put his people in all the places 
You can be agent of devil or you can be agent of God. But God says, you are my children. God says, you are my son. God says, you are my kings and priests. God says, you are my people. God says, you are the light of the world. God says, you are the salt of the earth. If you want to be like that, you cannot be playing with lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and pride of life and still be a conqueror. Not possible. I see many Christians defeated time and again and again and again. And I was one of those Christians. For 30 plus years, 30, 35 years, I've been a believer, reading the word, studying the word, preaching the word, being defeated in my personal life. Until I discovered that I can overcome by the power of the blood of the Lamb. Those defeating things, those same pattern, it is not going to be a new sin you are going to commit. That that has dominated you last 10 years, 20 years, next day you are going to fall in the same sin because you are not going to overcome it. But when you know this power is the blood of the Lamb, you will yield your life to Him and say, Lord, wash me in your blood. Wash me in your blood. Wash me in your blood. And pray in tongues in the name of Jesus. I crush my desires under the foot of my head. Because God has put them under my feet. I will dominate them. I will not yield to them in the name of Jesus. And fight your battle praying in tongues. You will overcome. You will overcome. You will know it on the day when you begin to overcome. You will know it because life is different. Life is different. Paul was able to say in Philippians 1.23, Paul says to live is Christ and to die is gain. His heart pressed between the two. He says, my desire is to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. It's the second instance of the word desire. Desire. He says, I long, um, um, Paul says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. His heart pressed between the two. He says, my desire is to depart and be with Christ, but that is far better. So you must desire, like Paul, to be with Christ. There are only two instances of good words. world is passing away with its desires. Not only in this verse 5, verse 17 it says, the world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. So how do you do it when you become a conqueror? How do you do the will of God? Only when you become a conqueror. Not by yielding to the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. I tell you, there's nothing wrong about many other things. You can desire to buy Nike shoes, okay? Not, it's not, is it a bad thing to own Nike, pair of Nike shoes? No. But when that becomes an end, I need to have it. I cannot live without it. It dominates you and propels you. You begin to save enough money to buy a pair of shoes. You are becoming your, you become your servant, not its master. It can be food that dominates you. It can be the drive for sex that dominates. This is one of those powerful, it's a dynamite, I tell you. You look at a man, he may look very, he may, he may not be very, I mean, I'm not trying to put on anybody, I'm just trying to use an illustration. He may look very short, he may look very weak, he may look, but you cannot ignore the power of sex that's, that is dominate, dominating his life. That is like a dynamite that is running, running his life. It is not, does not belong to only 
tall and hefty people and uh, more power and more strength and they have a lot of energy. No, it's a weakest man. Even a man without hands and legs and is born with defects, that power is there in him. When I see that, you know, I'm amazed about what God has done with this human being, this flesh. It is so powerful. But the one who learns to overcome it is the victorious one. How do you overcome it? How do you overcome it? By the power of the blood of the Lamb. By the power of resurrection that lives in you, dwells in you. You can overcome. You can overcome. You can overcome. I'm making that bold statement to you today that we can overcome the desire. We can overcome the desire. If that is running your life, that means you're not yet master, but you're still a servant. And the desire for power, you want to dominate our people. You can be a boss in your own respect. You may have only 20 people working under you, or another may have only five people working under him. But when you want to use that power to crush those five people, when you want to use the power to crush those 20 people under you, then you are, tyrann you are tyrannical in your approach to how you can rule over those people. And you are not a boss, but you are, you are actually enslaved to the lust of the power. Choice is a, there is a choice always to overcome it. Desire points to someone who can meet the desire, God himself. When you have a desire in your heart, that simply means there's somebody who can fulfill the desire, that is God. So let the desire in you drive you to the God who can fulfill the desire, the one who can help you to overcome the desire, the one who can set you free and make you more than a conqueror. The world is passing away with its desires. Missing out on the world's best will feel like suffering in the present age. When you want to, when you are missing out on the best things in the world, you will feel like you are suffering basically. But the Bible says. The sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us in the future. When you overcome, you will partake in the glory of Christ. When you overcome, you partake in the glory of Christ. What if Jesus failed when he was tested and tried by Satan? In the temptation, in the wilderness, after 40 days of fasting, and the devil tested him three times, it's written. And then it says, devil has withdrawn from him until another time. That means he doesn't stop there with those three temptations. But he continued to look for times when he can tempt him, then test him. And he used the Pharisees and the Sadducees so liberally to do, accomplish this purpose. Continuously was tested. Continuously was tested. Until he laid his life on the cross. But imagine if he failed, what is your hope and my hope in this world? Do we have any hope if Jesus failed? No. If he did not fail so that you can have a hope, how can you fail so that you can let down his purposes in this, king, in this kingdom in this world? If he gave his life for you so that you can have eternal life, how can you compromise with sin, lust of the flesh, lust of the pride of life, and let him down in your life? 
How can you let him down in your life? When the one who loved you and died for you on the cross and says, I have chosen you. You did not choose me, but I have chosen you. I have chosen you so you can go into the world and bear fruit, much fruit to the glory of the Father. He has chosen you to be the light in the world. He has chosen to be salt of the earth. He has chosen you to be the uh, one who brings healing to the people who are being oppressed. He has chosen you to set people free. He has chosen you. He has chosen you. He has chosen you. Don't let him down this morning, I'm saying. Don't let him down. But become a conqueror. Over the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. And Jesus said in John, in the epistle of John, you are in the world. But don't be of the world. I have chosen you from the world so that you can belong to me. You know, you, you, We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We don't belong to everybody. We are not the same. He, we are in the world, but we are not dominated by the world. Because the principle of his power of resurrection is in you. His Holy Spirit is in you. He deposited that spirit in you so that you will not compromise with the world. He will not compromise with the world. And Jesus said, take heart, I have overcome the world. What did he say? Take heart, I have overcome the world. What does he mean by that? I have overcome the world, then you can overcome the world because I am living in you. I have overcome the world. That means you can overcome the world. Why? Because I am living in you. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Say to your neighbor, because he lives, we can face tomorrow. And Paul writes in Romans 13, 14. But put on Lord Jesus Christ. That's where Jesus Christ. Put on Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires, to satisfy the desires. Don't make provision. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3, among whom we all once lived in, in the passions of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and powered by nature, uh, and, by, and by the nature we were children of wrath, like the rest of the mankind. But God changed it all through his son Jesus Christ for us. And 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4 2, also to live for the rest of the time in the flesh no longer, but for, for human passions, but for God's will. Don't live for, live for the, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, but for God's will to be done. So do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So love of the Father is not in him means um, God's love is not in your heart. Or your love for God is not really in the right place. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man, the lust of the eyes, boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Just would like to challenge you this morning. Let us close our eyes and pause for prayer before you partake in the communion. Sharaka Vastaroni, Marahana Sareste, Sakara Barabanda Sarasto, Saraka Reshevere, Manarahana Sarasto Kohorono, Saktarana Sareseverene, Sarabarasto Korono. The Lord says, I want to touch you guys. I want to make you more than conquerors. I want to make you more than conquerors. If that is your desire,
confess your failure to Christ now, say, Lord, I'm sorry, I have let you down. I let you down for 10 years. I let you down for 20 years. I let you down for 30 years. I let you down for 40 years. I have let you down so many times, oh God. Millions of times I have let you down. Right now, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me in your blood. Let the power of the blood of Christ make me more than conqueror. Make me more than conqueror. If that's your desire, you want God to touch you and fill you with your spirit, his spirit, just stand where you are. I want to pray for you. God desires that you be more than conqueror. The Lord says, do not be slow of heart. Do not be slow of heart. Grab him right now. Grab him right now. He is standing by you. He is encouraging you. He is saying you, my son, my daughter, I want you to be more than conquerors. I want you to overcome lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the unconquerable one, the one who is not defeated but victorious, the one who has overcome Satan, the one who has overcome Satan, I commend you all to his grace right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I cover your children with the blood of Christ, spirit, soul and body. Forgive their past failures right now. I bring the past under the blood of Christ. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come with power. Let your glory come upon them and settle upon them. Come Holy Ghost. 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 Let your glory come. 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 Touch your children now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your fire fall upon them right now. Wean their heart from the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and pride of life. Let your word dominate in their spirit, in their soul, to the glory of your name. You are choosing them, O God. You are choosing, you are choosing them, O God, as a royal priesthood, holy nation, God's own people, for the glory of your name. And I pray that you strengthen their resolve to be more than conquerors this morning. Let your favor come upon them. Let your power do and indwell them. And Holy Ghost, lead them by their hand to the glory of your name. To the glory of your name. And make them more than conquerors. Because there is something waiting for them. To him who overcomes, I will give. You have promised it to seven churches. And that promise is theirs right now. Oh God, to him who overcomes. To her who overcomes. You are going to give something, oh God. A stone on which there is a name. Only they will know it. And give them a crown. So that in, in heaven... When all the people are casting their crowns, they too will have a crown to cast before you and to worship you, saying, Holy, 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 Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Give them a crown because they have become overcomers. And bless your children this morning. Thank you, Lord, for touching them.
I worship Jesus. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Please be seated. I will read for you from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 For I received from the Lord what I also have passed on to you the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lost death until he comes sharaka barastukru krirama hasikru mandara sabrastukru sharaka baramastukru kororoku sandastike krirama barana sandastukru sabraste rekendastike kororoku hoste mara handasarastukru he says for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you will proclaim the lost death until he comes when you proclaim the lord's death you are proclaiming your own death when you proclaim the lost death you are proclaiming your own death and when you proclaim your death you will proclaim that you are also risen with christ as one who is overcome the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life so the communion table is open there are three stations reach out to anything that's nearer to you and grab a piece of bread and a cup and come back to your seats so we'll partake together but before you do so i want to pray father i thank you once again for your broken body the bread that symbolizes but as you partake in this body as you put it in our mouths i pray that holy spirit that you'll make it a participant in the body of christ that the life of christ will flow into us so that lord everything that's connected with the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life will fall away from us oh god when samson was tied with the new ropes when the holy spirit came upon him it melted like wax upon his body and broke down and i pray that your children oh god father as they partake in the broken body and the shed blood they will wax strong so that lord the lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and the pride of life will like wax melt over them and fall off them in the mighty name of jesus and they will be full of power because you are chosen to be vessels of carrying your power in the same way i thank you lord for the cup as they partake in the precious blood that you shed for them rahare raha mahare se kehe barana mana saraste kuruno saka mana sandarasto saka bara barno sharakte sendre he baho samarahana sandarasto rokosho borasto kuroni the lord says i invite you to be more than overcomers i invite you to be more than overcomers i invite you to be over, more than overcomers if you are respond to this call you are welcome to come and partake in the communion
have a take a piece of bread is one on the left one on my right one in the back on there please go grab a piece of bread and a cup for yourselves and come back we'll partake together thank you jesus thank you jesus we hara barana mandastakirsin shakara vastakuroni rihanda sabristakuroni shaka barana mandastakuroni sararika barabandastukuronu mahushu kara sakiraste rekendastakireni shabara saktaro bori banda samarastakuroni bara sandakashrastukuronu mara sandakashrastu sakare sandastaburono rohoro koroni mandaste sirsekireni ribana saktare sandastukuronu roshaka vastukuronu o lord father i thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you jesus thank you for your broken body and the shed blood thank you lord as we partake you are trusting us oh god that we will not let you down but if we let you down we are, you are like an advocate seated by the right hand of the father pleading for us making intercession for us so i pray now that you will intercede for us for your children and sanctify them as they partake in this communion and make them more than overcomers thank you we can rely upon you we can trust you we worship you jesus in jesus mighty name amen let's partake together just thank the lord father we thank you jesus again thank you for your broken body and the shed blood thank for the privilege you have given us to partake in your body and the blood and right now bless your children who are partaking it and make them more than overcomers to the glory of your name we worship you jesus we thank you for the gift of the holy ghost who is dwelling in us who will lead us who will lead us into the victory of christ we worship you jesus and command your children bless them in every way bless them in every way those who are partaking in the communion bless them every way oh god to the glory of your name we worship you jesus jesus name we pray amen 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 thanks for joining us at omega if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough Or simply to find out more, please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.